Welcome back, dear listeners. All right, when I recorded last time, it was just Washington State under lockdown, but now odds are that you're under lockdown too. Welcome. So far, it hasn't been too bad. I was really anxious the first few days, but once I realized I have 0% control, I just kind of let it go. Hopefully it's going well for you too. My child's hero teacher is actually disregarding guidelines from the school district, and she's now having virtual school with my kid's class, so I'm feeling less stressed on that front. But all of this is to say that you have a friend in Seattle, so if you're having a hard time with isolation, please feel free to reach out. You can email me. We can have historical virtual speakeasy on Zoom or something. I don't I don't know. But anyway, let's get to the final new episode of the month our final figure for Irish History Month, and this person is very fitting because they were a very famous doctor who saved a lot of lives, and it's too bad we don't have them here with us right now for this pandemic. I'm speaking, of course, about Dr. James Miranda Berry. If you are not familiar with Dr. James Miranda Berry, let me start off with a disclaimer that's kind of the biggest bombshell of the episode. James Berry was born Margaret Ann Bulkley. At the time, women were not allowed to be doctors. They also didn't necessarily have words for people who were transgender. Barry's story was only corroborated seriously in like the last 12 years, and we don't know whether the situation was that Barry was a woman presenting as a man solely to be a doctor or if Barry was a transgender man. We don't know. So as such, for the pronouns in this episode, I'm going to use female pronouns for the two minutes or so we spend with Margaret, and the rest of the time I will use masculine pronouns because Barry lived his life as a man, and that's how he referred to himself. So that's how I'll refer to him. And let's just take a second to celebrate the fact that regardless of which gender Barry internally identified, he was revolutionary. If Barry was purely disguised as a man, that means he was the very first woman doctor. If Barry was a transgender man, he was the first transgender doctor. Either way you slice it, Barry was a big deal. Okay, so let's start with early life when Barry was born as Margaret Ann Bulkley in County Cork, Ireland. Margaret was born around 1789, though there are inconsistencies and that's probably due to her having to forge documents for her new identity as a man. She was born to Marianne and Jeremiah Bulkley and had an older brother. There was also a mysterious, much younger sister named Juliana, which we will come back to later. Margaret's father was constantly in debt and did a stint at Marshall C. Debtors Prison. And if that name sounds familiar to you, that's because it was one of several of the name and the same prison that Charles Dickens' father ended up at. And don't worry, this won't be the last time Dickens is referenced in this episode. As a young child, Margaret was fiercely intelligent and fascinated with the military. She even wrote, was I not a girl, I would be a soldier. At first, they tried unsuccessfully to get Margaret a position as a governess, but she really hated the idea, so nothing came of it. With her father out of the picture and finances tight, she and her mother had to move in with Marianne's older brother, James Barry, if you see where I'm going with this. James Barry was a highly respected painter in London society and had lots of aristocratic friends. One such friend was the exiled general Francisco de Miranda. All these London society people were impressed with how intelligent Margaret was, and it's believed that when her uncle James Barry died in 1806 and left her an inheritance, that his well-off friends 
including Dame Miranda, set up a conspiracy so that she'd be able to pull off getting into medical school. They planned for her to disguise herself as a man to get through school. Then once General Dame Miranda led a coup back in Venezuela, she would go there and openly practice medicine as a woman. That was the original plan. Margaret and her mother set off by boat to Scotland when Margaret was 19 years old. When she got off the boat, Margaret no longer existed. There was only James Miranda Barry. Okay, here's where we switch to male pronouns because Margaret presented as a man for the rest of her life, both in public and in private. They are the same person, though. Marianne Bulkley, Barry's mother, set things up so that any letters addressed to Margaret would go to Marianne instead. So Barry's mom was totally in on this arrangement, which, for the time, go mom, way to be open-minded. All right, so once in Scotland, Barry enrolled at the University of Edinburgh to study letters and medicine. Because he had fair skin and a high-pitched voice, the other young men at school assumed he was actually a child, to the point where they wouldn't let him take his examinations to graduate. So he ended up going back to London, where he passed the test for the Royal College of Surgeons England. So now he is Dr. James Miranda Berry. And listeners, he was a pretty legendary doctor. General de Miranda failed in his coup, so the plan to go to Venezuela was dashed. However, his lifelong dream of serving in the military became a reality as his first order of business as an MD was to sign up for the British Army. In 1816, he was sent to Cape Town, South Africa. He saved the sick daughter of the governor, Lord Somerset, and that ingratiated him to the governor, potentially in more ways than one. He became the governor's personal physician and close friend. The two were also accused of being lovers, though it was never proven. He was in Cape Town for 10 years and on recommendation of the governor became the colonial medical inspector. Dr. James Berry wasn't the guy who figured out the link between handwashing and other general hygiene practices, but he was a proponent of it at a time when many doctors literally thought that handwashing was beneath them because they were gentlemen. And just, I can't even go into that. But anyway, yeah. So he was into hygiene and sanitation, and that led to the improvement of lives, not just in the military, but in the lives of the inhabitants and the slaves, because slavery was still a thing, of all the places he lived because he ended up traveling all over the empire. But probably my second favorite story about Barry is that during his time in South Africa, he got called in to help with a difficult birth. He knew straight away the woman was going to need a C-section. C-sections weren't exactly something you survived back in the day. And he went about this C-section with no anesthesia. They just held this woman down and cut a baby out of her and get this. Not only did this hero of a woman survive, the baby went on to become the prime minister of South Africa and was named James Barry Munich Herzog. Next, he hopped around Jamaica where he got court-martialed for conduct unbecoming of the character of an officer and a gentleman. Basically, he hurt someone's feelings because Dr. James Barry had no fucks to give and had something of a temper. He was quick to brawl. Once, when someone accused him of being effeminate, he literally whipped him. He was also into dueling, starting with the young men who teased him in medical school. But despite all this, he was out there saving lives and dancing with all the ladies because he was both an excellent dancer and a ladies' man, which I think is a very Irish attribute. Some more fun facts about his personality. He both did not drink and was a vegetarian. He also dressed as a bit of a dandy with extravagant clothing, and he also dyed his hair red. He kept a goat to drink his own fresh milk, and he was super into poodles. 
Honestly, Dr. Barry sounds absolutely delightful, but he was considered something of an eccentric. After coming down with yellow fever, he had to rest for a minute, but then he got back out there heading off to Malta where he helped out with the cholera outbreak. Next, in the 1850s, he got shipped to Crimea because of the war there, and that is where my first favorite Dr. James Barry story happened. In Crimea, he yelled at Florence Nightingale, and after he died, she wrote, I never had such a blackguard rating in all my life. I, who have had more than any woman, than from this Barry sitting on his horse while I was crossing the hospital square with only my cap on in the sun. He kept me standing in the midst of quite a crowd of soldiers, commissariat, servants, camp followers, etc., every one of whom behaved like a gentleman during the scolding I received, while he behaved like a brute. After he was dead, I was told that Barry was a woman. I should say that Barry was the most hardened creature I ever met. From there, he rose to become an inspector general and helped Canadian hospitals improve sanitation. He also helped treat lepers. Despite his bad temper and penchant for dueling, he was an extremely kind doctor who treated all patients, women, lepers, mentally ill, enslaved. He was down to treat anyone, and if you went to him, you'd actually survive. It wasn't all cocaine and laudanum with the good doctor. His health started to deteriorate, however, and he was forced to retire against his will in 1859. Dr. James Miranda Berry died at the age of between 75 and 80 from dysentery, and this was in 1865. Now, before he died, he made it known that he wanted to be buried directly in whatever clothes he died in, end of story. Except a woman did not respect his wishes and prepped his body for burial when she discovered that he had a vagina and breasts. She also noticed stretch marks on his abdomen. Remember Margaret's much younger sister, Juliana? Well, it's speculated, but mostly taken as fact, that Margaret Bulkley, remember later Dr. James Berry, Margaret was raped by an uncle, and Juliana was Margaret's daughter, not sister. Okay, so this woman decides to blackmail Barry's doctor because he had written on the death certificate that Barry was male. The doctor basically scoffs at her and is like, whatever, lady, no one's going to believe you, and who cares if James Barry was a man or a woman? He was a great doctor. So this woman goes to the press, and the British Army are like, yeah, we don't want to deal with this. We're just going to seal his records for 100 years. So this rumor that Dr. James Barry was a woman starts to circulate, but it was entirely a rumor for over a century. It was a Victorian scandal, however, and Charles Dickens wrote an article about it called A Mystery Still. He described Dr. Barry as fair-faced, slender youth who was as clever as he was imprudent. It wasn't until 2008 that researchers were able to put together that Dr. James Barry and Margaret Bulkley were the same person. Wild, fascinating story. If you're wondering how he was able to get away with this for 56 years, part of it was because he had a manservant and the manservant would lay out towels every day and help him carefully position it over his body to make you know, his shoulders broader and to kind of clamp down on his breasts. Whether Dr. Barry was the first female doctor 50 years before Elizabeth Blackwell, or he was the first transgender doctor, it honestly doesn't matter. It's remarkable and revolutionary. Now, in terms of further reading for you, I started, but didn't have time to finish, The Doctor by Patricia Dunker. It was kind of hard to find, but it's one of those beautiful lyrical books. It's very well-researched and really gives Dr. James Barry a big personality. It's fun, and I'm definitely going to finish it. 
Another book on the doctor was supposed to come out recently, but sounds like the author didn't handle the pronouns well, so it's being rewritten, which I think is fair. No movies yet, but Rachel Weiss, whom I love, has the rights to a biopic, and after her performance in The Favorite, I am 100% down for her to play the doctor. The medical podcast Sawbones has an episode about Dr. Barry. Listen to that if you want to go more in depth. People had been recommending the show to me for a while, but I'm really squeamish, so this was my first time. I actually really enjoyed the hosts and their banter, so definitely check that podcast out. There's a 2004 play by Sebastian Barry that's about the doctor's row with Florence Nightingale. It looks like you can get it on Kindle, so I'm interested in that as well. I'm sorry, with all the people we covered this month, I didn't have as much time to read for this episode. But that's all I have for you today. Just a reminder that next week I'll be rebroadcasting the Charlotte Bronte episode. Her grandparents were Irish, so it still counts. After that, I'll be back next month with the story of the French artist who made a death mask for none other than Marie Antoinette.